What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Beers Deep podcast. We were obviously off last week due to the holiday. Um, both had our different things going on, so we are back now. Uh, with me, as always, is Greg. Greg, what's up, buddy? Not much, man. What did you do with uh, your Monday off from the from the podcast? I had uh, my family over, and we cooked out. So it was a lot of fun. That was the second straight weekend of them coming, because they couldn't come Mother's Day, but they came that one. So it was... Uh, it was fun. What about yourself? Uh, I spent it at uh, my buddy's place uh, doing a barbecue and also pulling off probably the greatest move of my Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's that? Yeah. Uh, I, I hit a nat 20 when I was attacking a four-armed gorilla, basically, wow. and I killed it on the spot. So I'm quite proud of myself for that. That's impressive. Thank you. Appreciate it. Like I said, it's the highlight of my D and D. If I if I if I die young, I can take that to the grave, and I know, yeah, just put that on my plaque. Well, I'm very happy that I was friends with you at the peak. Exactly. I am. <laughs> that is true. That is true. In the words in the words of Alex Moran, I've officially hit the peak. Yep, I was there for the peak. That's all that matters. Um, all right, let's crack these beers and get the show underway. Three, two, one, the action. Uh, thanks to Nico, I'm drinking a Cinderland's test piece. It's their Citra IPA. Ooh, also another thing I had last Monday, I tried their squish. <clears throat> For the first time, the pale ale. Wow, good, delicious. Yeah, delicious. It was one of one of the fruitiest and smoothest pale ales I think I've ever had, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've uh, been trying to get as much good beer from places now that I'm able to bike. But Nico stopped by today and picked these up, so really good so far. I like it a lot. Uh, Hopefully, when everything opens back up, we'll be doing some more work with some different breweries and whatnot. So we'll see what happens there. But anyways, absolutely, we have a really cool show for everyone today. So it is a mock day. I'm sure we'll be doing a lot more of these. I just thought it'd be a fun little segue since sports are on their way back. And I know we talk about that pretty much every single week, a fun little break in the action here, Greg. Yeah, it's mock day. (laughs) I also started working on my personal rankings uh, positioning. So that was a a nice day. It felt very fantasy-esque. I worked on it this morning before work, so it felt like a fantasy day when it started. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's what a hundred days until the start of the NFL season. You got the itch going already. I mean, you've already kind of been, you've already been kind of waist deep in fantasy football already because you had your league kind of. Get yeah, we had our rookie it. draft, so I walked away with my guys. So I'm pretty happy. Right now, a lot of people probably aren't thinking right now is maybe the best time to begin their fantasy football stuff. But I digress from that. I I look at it as a great distraction from those sports right now it gives you something to do and you can kind of game plan to figure out all right what's going to be the best lineup that i need for any situation that i'm going to be in moving for because there's guys that are in traditional leagues there's guys that are in PPR leagues yeah there's guys that are in leagues there's a lot of different ways to go for it and as much as i enjoy what we're using today which is the sleeper app for mock drafting i will never move my league there because i just have always been and will always be espn until i die yeah, I was. I still have two of my leagues on Yahoo. That's just because I started playing when I was, I think, ten or eleven, 
Um, but now, I mean, ESPN, I, it is seamless. I started using it in college, and it's it's definitely my preferred choice. Yeah, it, it's just uh, – with me, with ESPN, man, it's just having all these other bits of information right there, but also my real sports news. Like, I don't need to go to Fantasy Pros and then, you know, Sleeper App and then ESPN. Or It's just easy for me. The convenience really yeah. gets me there. But we will is be – oh, good. Does it get at you that there's so much information out there that it's kind of hard to kind of, you know, you know, try, try to figure out what is the best course of attack when it comes to fantasy football? No, it, it's a lot of them. So there's like three different types of fantasy analysts. There's the people that, you know, it's very obvious, which, you know, Christian McCaffrey is number one. Saquon Barkley is a top three runner. You know what I mean? Like it's very safe and easy uh, Two, And then there's the people that are a little more experimental that I trust. So safe and easy is normally the higher ed guys like, um, anybody that's writing for it or whatever it is normally is a little safe and easy. Here's the rankings, whatever the guys that are willing to experiment uh-huh. and risk it, such as I, I enjoy Matthew Berry and field Yates a lot because they believe in upside and opportunity. And it's a little risk here and there, but at the same time, the rankings are the rankings. And then there's the third people that just do the weirdest shit to try to prove they're smarter than you. Um, there's like <laughs> one guy that has a, a pretty prominent, social following for fantasy and he's like these were who the experts told you to take last year and it was like five of the top six best names two of which had gotten injured that year and he's like here's the list i told you i think it was cream hunt's rookie year because i was like even i said cream hunt like everyone said cream hunt was gonna pop i don't know it's it's there's certain guys that i just despise and i would love to jump into a league with them to destroy them so That's fair. There's a lot of misinformation out there, and a lot of people probably kind of claim themselves to be fantasy experts and all of that. But more more times than not, I mean, you just kind of figure out what kind of has gotten you the farthest based off of the people that you trust and what you've read, and that's kind of the way that it leans toward. Or, I mean, if you're Deke, in this case, you've won championships, so you just trust what's on your That's the, the thing is, so most of my leagues – that I, in, uh, that I am in each year are complete redraft PPR. Um, and the reason they're redraft PPR is that there is no, um, there is a long-term like a season investment, but it's no super long-term investment. It's very organic. It's very easy. It's very redo. Uh, another league that I'm in is a two keeper with um, inflation, which, you know, is a little more involved. It's a little more uh, check it out. And then obviously my dynasty league, but it's nice now that I have a team. Uh, the only one I don't play regularly is best ball because I believe that best ball um, takes the least amount of skill in all of fantasy. And it bothers me, but I will get a lot more into daily fantasy this year, which is exciting. I, I look at best ball as kind of a cop out. Yeah. I can agree with you know, that. I look at it as, I look at it as a massive cop out because, because part of the angst and part of the, Part of the angst about fantasy football, but also part of the strategy about it is trying to figure out who on your roster you want to play. And I feel like taking that away from it is kind of a cheap cop out. Yeah, there's, there is some skill to it in the sense of like, I know that if I'm in best ball, uh, there's a higher chance that I take a, ty- a Tyler Lockett. There's a higher chance that I um, take certain guys that you're like, oh, they they could have a game where they get 40 and they could have a game. So like Tyree Kill is the number one receiver in best ball probably. Um, it's interesting. But then at the same time, you take three quarterbacks, all three of your quarterbacks get hurt. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely kind of maybe the little kick right there that makes it a little unique. 
but I think the concept of no matter where I have them, whether I'm putting them or on my bench, I'm going to get my points awarded to me, like, as I should. Like, like I remember when, like, I remember back in the day when Yahoo would charge you to be able to watch scores live. Which Get out. See, I didn't even start then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yahoo used to do, like, that all, had that antiquated thing where, like, we where you had to like pay in order to be able to watch that is so funny each other and we actually had someone in the league who for some reason decided to buy it so we just all used his login to be able to do it which was very funny but i look at it from that perspective of they also had a feature where if you clicked on it it tells you what you would have been your optimal lineup if you had picked the right people and it's like god damn it why didn't i do and it's just picking yourself that's the part that I feel like I, I like that because it gives me the idea of shit. Now I know what I can probably do next time or, all right, maybe it was the best idea that I had or it confirms my suspicions or it pisses me off. I like that little bit of drama that adds to it a little bit. And I think best ball that way. Yeah, I, I can see that. And, and obviously each league has its own following for a reason and they're alive for their own reason. Um, I'd be interested – I kind of want to do a DraftKings uh, season where you redraft your team every week. I I think that there has to be something like that. So I might try to get that together where it's like – because to me, the interesting thing there is that you're consistently playing against people and it have a win-loss or total points or something like that. But uh, the ability to beat people each week is fun. Have I told you how much I actually don't like Daily Um, No, actually, never. Yeah, I don't like I don't like daily fantasy. I, for me, I think the concept of drafting your team and making changes as the season progresses and sticking with it and trying to win every single week by playing the matchups and all that and making it work, I like that because that is essentially the franchise that you start with. You can make updates as you go necessarily, but it's not like picking a new team every single week. I can understand it from the perspective of maybe you're trying to win money every week or something like that i get that but in a league format i like having a team that i start with and riding with it as i go because that decision is the one that essentially will make or break my year i don't like but it's that is a regular league is proving to your friends that you are a better general manager daily fantasy is proving to your friends you're a better offensive and defensive coordinator (laughs) and so yes that's a great look that's Great way to look at it. Can I read the schemes? Can I pick the right guy? Can I read the matchups? Do I know the situation? Versus, can I draft the team? Can I make free agency hit? Can I trade? Um, So, yeah, it just depends, you know, which type of Madden you're trying to play today. No, that's that's actually a very good take on that. And that's probably why I prefer it so much, because I think... You're more of a front office guy? I am way more (laughs) of a front office guy. So, yes, that makes uh, right. All right, so we got five minutes to go on this mock. I'm going to randomize the order, and then we can give people some intros here. I believe I should be able to. Draft settings, draft order, randomize, randomize, randomize. All right, I hit it three times. Greg, you have the second. I have the third. Boyd has the fifth. Dre has the ninth. And Austin has the 11th. Love that. Hmm. Well, they're probably all pissed off because when they claimed the specific spot, they were like, okay. I we're said gonna do it, that it would way. be random, man. Uh, so, uh, prob- wow. I, I am uh, I'm a little upset. I might hit it again just because you and I at two and three is not fun to talk about. But actually, I like it because it's a little competitive there. Um, so we've uh, been randomized, uh, obviously. So it is the two of us. You're two beers deep. 
hosts. Uh, with us as well is uh, the co-host of Idiot Hour, Justin Boyd, who will be picking at the five spot. Yeah, Boyd, I feel like he's going to do some dumb shit. He's good, man. He knows what he's talking about. He's, I, I mean, like, it's weird. Like, when I talk to Boyd and when I hang out around him, it's like, it's like, yeah, he knows what he's talking about, but I also feel like he could definitely do some dumb shit just for entertainment. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of entertainment purposes, we also have Andre Fry here, who I, I believe that Andre and I will be tied together till the end of time when it comes to fantasy. <laughs> That's funny. He's like the he's like your ultimate rival. Never be able to get over well, it, it's it's the ultimate rival that I continue to win. That's the frustrating thing. <laughs> um, and then in the eleven spot is the ranking. Who I actually, you know, at the three spot, I I know exactly who I'm going to take. No questions asked. But I like the ten, eleven, twelve a lot uh, when it comes to these types Me of too. leagues. Me, me too. I like the serpentine style. I like getting kind of like the better duo from that perspective right there because the higher pick, yes, you can get a supreme talent, but you're putting all of your eggs in one basket necessarily. That's why when I originally did my claim, I actually put it in as the sixth because I like getting a still somewhat premier talent, but then I also like getting a, a really good secondary piece that I can well, well, it's the, there's not many, which cracks me up because uh, – Right now, just to be blunt, uh, the number one player to be taken in fantasy is Christian McCaffrey. He has projected 414 points. The second uh, pick in here, Mr. Saquon Barkley, has projected 301. That is a 13-point increase. Or 113, no, excuse that, me. That's 113. Yeah. What? Dude, can McCaffrey do that with Teddy Bridgewater, a quarterback, do you think? Uh. Well, we kind of touched on this, is that McCaffrey was essentially the entire offensive threat for Kyle Allen, at quarterback. I think Bridgewater will probably be able to open up the offense just a little bit more because of the fact that he had the New Orleans uh, playbook to be able to work with, and he probably was able to trust his arm a little more. We also touched on this, too, that the stat is out there that when Chris McCaffrey gets more than eight catches a game, I mean, the Panthers have a very, very bad losing record in that case. So if anything... I would look at it from this perspective is that McCaffrey is going to get less catches this year to try to spread the offense around. But that doesn't mean you take the ball completely out of his hand because you should always rely on your best playmaker. And this is clearly the best playmaker in football. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't hate on it uh, at all. So I agree with you. He's just, he's too good. Uh, so it is five nineteen. As soon as five twenty hits, I'm going to uh, make sure these jag offs are in here as they should be. And then we will get started. So uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven computer teams here. One, two, three, four, five uh, human beings drafting. So I'll, uh, I'll I'll come up with some kind of graphic for our five teams to share on the interwebs, so that way we can see like what's going on. Uh, so Austin is here. Boyd is here. Uh, I'll give Dre till five twenty, but you never know with this guy, man. How the hell did wait? How the hell did Boyd just move up to the first spot? Well, so we're not letting that happen. He tried to claim it. God damn it. <laughs> All right, we'll awesome. randomize. Awesome. I don't care. Two more hits. Two more All right. times. All right. Here is one. Here is two. Now we're all I'll in take the it. end. No way. I like, it. I like it. This will be more fun. 
So someone is typing in here. I hate this group of guys. All right. So the draft is now. <laughs> Boyd says he wishes he was still at 10. All right. The draft <laughs> has begun. All right. Let's do it. No, I do not see Dre here. <laughs> Derek has going number one overall, though. God damn. Oh, get out of here. Did McCaffrey go? Don't let him Dre. So, anyways, guys, yeah, we do have Derek Henry number one overall, Christian McCaffrey two. Uh, Dre's on the clock, which this is absolutely absurd. It is 521. Uh, I messaged him. We texted him. So we'll see what he does. But he got 40 seconds here. I mean, the clear pick for me would be Saquon Barkley, right? I I agree. Uh, Barkley, I think, is going to have a much better year than he did last year. He was behind a horrible offensive line. He still put up really great numbers, in my opinion. So I think it's a no-brainer. So Dre takes Barkley, then goes Alvin Kamara, four, Zeke Elliott, five. And then the first wide receiver is Devontae Adams at 1.6. That's surprising. That's very surprising that he was the first receiver to go. Yeah, I I mean, he's in a category of about four guys that I don't mind being the first overall, but I have pretty – Mm-hmm. Picks and Boyd takes Dalvin Cook, who I actually Son love. Son of a bitch! Is that your pick? So, no, I wanted Josh Jacobs uh, right before. So Dalvin Cook off the board. Michael Thomas, the second receiver taken, and then Josh Jacobs gets right before Greg. So Greg, what's your thought on this pick? Uh, well, the best running back on the board is Kenyon Drake, and I mean that's another stable pick. I usually go running back to start off with, but the best wide receiver in football is right there. So I'm going to veer away from my typical stance and i'm gonna go receiver first i'm gonna go to deandre hopkins yeah i have him number one on my board uh, i think Devonte adams michael thomas deandre hopkins and julio jones uh with tyree kale sprinkled in there are all pretty interchangeable um yeah and, and so i'm up now after me is morehead so basically if i can find two guys that i like or four guys that i like i'll get two of them i, I don't hate Kenyon drake mm-hmm. i just and I like that offense. It just worries me. I love Tyreek Hill. I don't like Joe Mixon. I love Julio Jones. And I like Nick Chubb and Miles Sanders. So I'm going to take one of the yeah. receivers here and just kind of be safe. And uh, um, I'm going to go with Julio. I like it. Get, get your elite guy right now. I'm, I'm expecting to get either Chubb or Sanders with my next pick anyway because I think both of them are probably in – Good Man, I, I, I feel like, Greg, so if anyone doesn't know, I wrote a blog apologizing for my hate towards Chris Godwin, but it wasn't the hate towards Chris Godwin. That's what people were getting. It was the fact that there was so much hype around this kid. And uh, Bruce Arians' mm-hmm. offense with the slot, I just didn't trust Jameis. I didn't trust that offense just yet. Do you think that I'm going to get burned by saying that I don't trust Miles Sanders in an NFL offense, especially considering it's Philadelphia? A little because I look at Miles Sanders and I believe he put up very last year. And I think, and that was on an offense that they were trying to split out who is the primary running back because Jordan Howard was still healthy beginning of the year. And there was a game where he had four touchdowns, but this is now I think Miles Sanders full starting job right now. And I look at it as if he's going to be the primary guy, I can actually see him having a very good year this year and they're going to need him a lot because that passing still is so I, I agree in a sense my, i guess my big push for not loving miles sanders is who's the last philadelphia eagle running back you can name that was a lead back probably brian westbrook yeah like i mean even when shady they had ryan matthews in there um anyway mm-hmm. so the ranking awesome where it takes tyree kill and joe mixon good i did not want them so i will take Kenyon drake and walk away very happy with my points right now uh you're up and i oh. 
and I'm going to take Nick Chubb and be my lead running. Does uh, Kareem Hunt worry you at all with Nick Chubb? Because I love Nick Chubb. I have him in a keeper league. I think he's awesome, but Kareem Hunt is also awesome. Not yet, man, just because Nick Chubb proved that he was a workhorse type of running back yeah. last year for the Browns. I look at Kevin Stefanski's offense and where he came from and how much success that they had when they had an every down back like Dalvin Cook. I think that's going to be the type of offense that they're going to transition Oh, boy. To, so go down. our first quarterback is taken by a user team. Justin Boyd will enter the third round with Dalvin Cook and Lamar Jackson. Uh, three picks later, Patrick Mahomes was taken. So Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are off the board. I think you're going to have to get these guys in the second round if you want them. Yeah, and, and we've touched on this too, the whole concept of taking quarterbacks early. Like, I get it. Patty Mahomes and Lamar Jackson are right now the elite of the elite when it comes to fantasy. And I have them both in Dynasty, no big deal. Yeah, and looking <laughs> at it too, I, I feel like taking a quarterback this early is usually a recipe for disaster because of the mindset of that. When you get your one quarterback, that's not going to be a position that you're going to swap out all the time. That's going to be something that you're probably going to stick with. And I'm totally fine with having a lot of depth at multiple skill positions to be able to figure out my lineup with. So Dre goes running back, running back, and I think it'll pay off. Saquon Barkley and Le'Veon Bell. Uh, next is Aaron Jones, then Travis Kelsey, Kenny Galladay, George Kittle. So Dre's back up. He has to be thinking wide receiver, and Mike Evans is right there, right? Right, yeah. He's going to be the no- – is he going to be the number one target with Tom Brady? Because I feel like Godwin will be number one with him. I – think it's Mike Evans and the reason being is I just do I don't know that man I I'd I like Tom Brady's slot receivers but he's never had a slot receiver quite like excuse me Chris Godwin so I'm, I'm curious how it works out I think it works out great for everybody but I, I love Mike Evans and Dre will actually even though he's logged in completely miss his pick so he took the whole time which is impressive uh, which means so auto draft Mike Evans I'm assuming I'm assuming as well Devin Singletary Devin for Dre Wow, they really have, punished him. That's funny. That is funny. He might have a cue set up or something. We don't know. So it goes Devin Singletary, then David Johnson, Mike Evans, and Odo Beckham Jr. off the board. Boyd is up right now. If you have a running back and a quarterback with this board currently, Leonard Fournette, Melvin Gordon, Adam Thielen, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup, uh, who are you thinking here, Greg, if you're Boyd? With wide receiver, I mean, I probably lean towards either Thielen or Mike. I feel like, I mean, like you could argue getting another back. I mean, like Burnett, Melvin Gordon wouldn't be bad choices. Gordon Gurley, I'm not sold on just yet to go with a third-round pick just because these guys are coming off injury history. They're crowded backfields to work with. I'm not entirely okay. sure. He's smart. Yeah. He went with Amari Cooper. Taking Amari Cooper. And then yeah. there goes Gurley and Fournette, which means you're up, Greg. All right. So I'm going to go – I'm going to go towards the receiver route as well. And I know I gave him some slack in the previous episode that we did, but I think right now he is probably the number one receiver with Minnesota, and I'm going to go Adam Thielen. Yeah, I don't hate it at all, man. Um, Man, there's a lot of risk on this board right now. So I'm up. I have Julio Jones and Kenyon Drake. I'm looking at Melvin Gordon, who I do believe is the lead rusher in Denver. Cooper Cup who uh, is a lot of targets, Juju, who I actually have pegged for a pretty good bounce back here. And then Chris Carson, who, man, does he feel like the fumble Lord? (laughs) I don't, I think Austin and I are probably eyeing the same couple guys here. So I'm going to get my second receiver and go Cooper cup. I like that. 
is he is definitely going to be the number one this year, especially without Woods there anymore. So he, that's well, without awesome. Cooks, Woods is still there. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. So Juju goes. Yep, the ranking, which I, I you know I love Juju this year. I think he has a big bounce back year. And Chris Carson. Oh, see, that's a good pick because that I, that's yeah, who I was looking at. Yeah. So now I I, I got to go receiver running back. None of these like Raheem Mostert doesn't tickle me. David Montgomery not really. So it's really between Melvin Gordon and James Conner, and mm-hmm. I think that Denver has a better cast behind Melvin Gordon. But I think Melvin Gordon has the better position to hold on to that job. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. Which means you're up. I have him in my dynasty league, and I'm going to continue with the trend. I'm going James Conner because I think he is also going to have a bounce back here this year. So right after James Conner goes Allen Robinson in Chicago and then Calvin Ridley uh, for Atlanta, which means that Boyd is up. He has one running back his in Dalvin Cook, his quarterback in Lamar Jackson, his wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Uh, would you be worried about filling up that running back spot considering the, the depth is not as great? Year to year. That's that is exactly why most people try to get their running backs early so that they can focus on that. I think I think I'm gonna change up my strategy a little bit more this year and maybe kind of just go BPA first round and then do the opposite of the position that I picked mm-hmm. for because I always found myself because I always found myself pigeonholing either in going with running back first, and maybe that might not be the best scenario when you actually have a really good receiver at your disposal. So might change that up a little. So Boyd takes Mark Ingram and then AJ Brown, Raheem Mostert, David Montgomery go. Dre takes DJ Moore. There goes Kyla Murray, Keenan Allen, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Lockett. So Dre gets his guy in Cortland Sutton. My God. Dre's looking good, man. Barkley, Singletary <laughs> was a weird pick. Bell, Moore, Sutton. But if you like Singletary in Buffalo, he's a good pick. So uh, Boyd's up again. Yeah, There's three running backs, though, on. that's interesting. Um, three running backs. If, if all three of them are bell cows, then I, I never understood – the people that – because there are people that force a wide receiver in their flex. And it's – if you have a running back, if Devin Singletary walks out and he is a workhorse back, it's a great pick. Yeah, I can get with that. Um, I'm going to be coming up here soon. There's a there's a number of positions I could go with, especially just based on the skill sets that they have. So I'm, I'm eyeing some guys up right now that I can really – Yeah, Boyd's on now. So he has Mark Ingram, Dalvin Cook, uh, Lamar Jackson, and he takes Terry McLaurin out of Washington. Wow. Literally. I love the kid's skill set. I like Dwayne Haskins. His production worries me this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm making this pick because I believe he's going to be a number one guy this year going to a different situation. Give me Stefan Diggs in the fifth round. Yeah, I like it for you. You still have Thielen and Diggs, which is an honorable duo when they're on the same team. So Exactly. Exactly. So it works out. So I got Julio and Cooper Cup, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon. Um I like Cam Akers a lot. I think we've talked about it. I do not like him this high with his ADP. I believe that they will use a multitude of running backs, so I'm not buying into that juice yet. Um, oh, I really like him, but he'll be there. So I'm thinking who Moorhead is going to take. I Man. Zach Ertz is right there too, Greg. I think fifth round for Zach Ertz is very reasonable. Yeah, I'm going to get my tight end out of the way. I have my starters here. I just need flex and quarterback. I, I really did look at Dak Prescott. Um, mm-hmm. 
I think he's going to finish. I have him, I think, as my quarterback three or four this year. I, I think extremely high of the kid. I think their situation is good. They have the best team on paper. So I think extremely high of Dak Prescott this year. So I, I, if he's not taken on this, I might take Dak in the sixth. That's a fair Which, look. I, I could actually – I could see Dak really putting up some solid here, so there's a good chance that that could be a very, very solid pick for you. Is it – think that's early though for a quarterback? so normally i don't take my quarterbacks until the ninth round or so because i believe i can win with waiver wire quarterbacks if i get enough talent up front right. um but someone like a deck prescott who i think will score i have him ahead of murray and wilson and deshaun watson which moorhead just took I, I like deshaun watson a lot do not get me wrong but man does that team just look like a shit show yeah, I think a lot of people are really confused about what to do with Deshaun Watson because there's so many of his playmakers that are gone. So it's really going to be a kind of a test to figure out who you like. Mm. So I am going to wait on a quarterback since he took Deshaun and Dak's still there and a couple other teams have theirs. But he does take Darren Waller. I, I got to be honest too, man. I worry about Darren Waller having the same points he had last year. Are you thinking maybe regression this year too? I just do. I don't know what it is. It's nothing against Waller. I think that Derek Carr gets benched halfway through the year and they try Mariota and it just doesn't work out. I just I don't like that situation mm-hmm. at all. But one guy's situation who I have grown to love. And it might not be the most popular of picks right now because he sat out all of last year. But I believe in AJ Green this year. Okay. I can get with that. Uh, for me, I got three receivers. I got two running backs. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to add some more depth to, uh, the running back room and I'm going to go for the guy that I'm actually a big fan of for his situation. Give me cam makers. I don't have to rely on him right now to be, I get that man. Necessarily, but I, I think he's going to end up being the starter in LA and getting some big numbers. There. It just worries me with their team, man. They they haven't had a consistent. I mean, obviously Gurley was hurt and everything. Well, that's the thing, though. I'm not relying on him to be a starter from day one. I think my team. Yeah. I'm not. I don't necessarily need him to do much. That is totally fine. Uh, so I want to talk about. So Boyd took Robert Gronkowski ahead of Evan Ingram. Um, I don't. I don't hate surprise. it. I think it's a decent pick. Oh, and then goddamn, Dre took Dak Prescott. That's fun. I knew it. If he, I, I was hoping he would wrap around, man. Uh, and there goes Josh Allen, who I actually have ranked as, I believe, the seventh or eighth quarterback in fantasy this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. Expecting big things, man. I, I love the kid. But uh, Dre's up again. He has to be going running back here or tight end to get his starter. Yeah. Oh, I guess I, I mean, Hunter Henry's. Sense, huh? Yeah, Hunter Henry's right there for him for the taking. It wouldn't be a bad idea to kind of get his starter just to kind of. Take that out of the way. I mean, Henry's he in an interesting situation. Parker. Devontae Parker. He just took his guys, basically. Uh, dude. Devontae Parker from Portland. Side. Dre is the best at finding a way to shoot himself in the foot. So, uh, after Devontae Parker, so DeAndre Swift was taken off the board before that. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks went, who's in the Houston guy earlier. But the one name I really want to talk about is Sony Michelle. I trust him a lot more than people are giving him credit for due to the fact that they have a young quarterback in New England. No, I'm right there with you. He's a guy that's getting overlooked a lot, and I feel like we get some real good Oh, Drew Brees goes. Um, Boyd ended up taking Will Fuller, which I believe is a great, great pick. He just has to stop his injuries, and you're on the clock, Greg. Yep, uh, I have my running back and my wide receiver. I'm going to get my tight end starter right now. Give me Hunter Henry. Yeah, uh, I can't believe he fell there. Good year this year. They definitely need 
he's definitely going to be relied on a lot more with Tyrod Taylor. So I, I'm looking at him to here this year. And I mean, and they just gave him a franchise tender too. So they're clearly expecting big things from him. I think he's been injured a lot as well. So give him a healthy year and I think he'll actually produce big. So when I was doing my rankings today, I noticed a couple things. One of which was that DeAndre Swift was being drafted to have carry on Johnson. Uh, I don't believe in that. And the other of which is that Jonathan Taylor is being drafted ahead of Marlon Mack. I'm that's because everyone's relying on Jonathan Taylor to be the starter right away, but people clearly forget how good Marlon Mack was. Marlon Mack knows their system. Marlon Mack is a great catch out of the back guy, which uh, Philip Rivers has always had. Jonathan Taylor has fumble issues and hand issues. And that's coming from a guy that loves Jonathan Taylor. I don't understand. Like I just drafted Marlon Mack two rounds later than Jonathan Taylor, and he's still the starter there. I, if this was a dynasty or this was keeper, maybe I'd get it, but, for instant points, Max the man, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Max going to be the guy that's going to be the main bell cow to start off with. And yes, they're probably expecting Jonathan Taylor to work his way into being mm-hmm. that guy moving forward. But right now, I, I think that's totally fine. They don't need him to be that. At all. So Moorhead goes with Matt Breda out of Miami, who uh, – how do you feel about his his uh, situation down there with Jordan Howard as well? I mean, is he? I mean, yeah, that's an interesting scenario because who is actually the star in Miami? Like, you could maybe make a case for Jordan Howard over that, but Breda. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got less less wear and tear on him to start off with, so that's not necessarily a bad idea. No, agreed. Um, so I'm up on the clock right now. I don't know how I feel about Julian Edelman. What are your thoughts on him? He's clearly the number one um, right there in New England, but obviously you have Jared Stidham throwing the ball to him. He's going to be a security blanket moving forward for him. Um, I think running backs are definitely going to be the main offensive threat for New England moving forward, but mm-hmm. if your wide receiver depth is is pretty good, it wouldn't hurt to get someone like Edelman. I also am going to take a guy right now, Greg, that I am just taking because I never get him, and that is one Aaron Rodgers in the eighth round. <laughs> Well, I took Aaron Rodgers in our league last year in like the yep. fifth or sixth round, and I kind of screwed myself with it. So I, and I think it's just because last year was just so unique when it came. Oh, absolutely. To how they used him moving forward. But um, talking about our earlier conversation, I'm actually going to take a flyer on Julian Edelman and kind of add some more yeah, depth. Might as well. And and the thing is that Greg and I try to preach to right now is so yes, I did take a quarterback in the eighth, which I preach against normally, but it's Aaron Rodgers. There are nine out of the twelve teams have a quarterback. The quarterback's still on the board. Right. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, well, Carson Wentz. Okay, so yeah. Brady goes. So Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater is below Tua Tagovailoa, which is crazy. But the point here yeah. that we're trying to make, guys, is which Tom Brady got taken by Justin Boyd. The point is, I could fill in those guys based on matchups and still have a very successful year based on the talent I drafted around them. How about Boyd taking two quarterbacks in this draft? That's an kind of strategy right there yeah i I don't hate it because he has two good quarterbacks i just you know when are you gonna play tom brady over lamar jackson is the question and right right it's very kind of confusing unless he's kind of looking at it as an insurance policy because lamar could very well get yeah but you took lamar in the second man you can't be taking a quarterback in the eighth that's uh, that's so much Mm -hmm. uh tyler higby goes alexander madison which honestly i wrote um during my rankings, who the handcuff was, and Alexander Madison is my probably him or Tony Pollard 
uh, number one handcuffs that I can think of right now just because they are one running back teams consistently. So we'll see what it is. But is it because of the style of play? Or yep, is just, just they're because... extremely similar to the lead backs on a team that has lead backs, which is very rare in the NFL anymore. A lot of teams are doing committee. So if you have a lead back and he gets hurt, you have to trust that the next guy up is going to get the lead chance. So you are on the clock. Carson Wentz just went before you, Greg. Mm, okay, so I'm looking at this now. I got four receivers. I got three running backs. I got one tight end. Uh, just to look at my options to see what I have. For, this is really going to be interesting for me. I think I'm going back towards the flex a little bit. And I'm going to be – this is going to be a little bit of a flyer, but I'm just expecting it because I think he could surprise people this year. Give me C.D. Lamb from – Oh, that was who I was going to pick. That's a good pick. Um, <laughs> that was exactly who I was scrolling down to. I like it though. I like the kid. I like the situation. I think he's going to I do uh, succeed there. So that means I am up right now. I have three running backs, three wide receivers, uh, one of which in the flex, a tight end, and a quarterback. So I definitely just want to get points. Uh, Marvin Jones is there. Henry Ruggs is there. Um, I like them both. I see Moorhead taking one of them, if not two of them. So I'm actually going to take. Um, hold on. Oh my god, this scroll. Okay, there we go. I'm actually going to take someone that I have on my handcuff list that I think very highly okay. of, and that is Latavius Murray for the Saints. Okay, I can get with that. Um, I, last year was the first time that Murray actually got playing time with uh, Kamara. I mean, I think they needed him. For, he was uh, insane for those three games. Yeah, absolutely. I think. I think in that offense, that's just opened up so much more for him. It just makes the most sense that he could kind of work with. He can essentially kind of work with Alvin Kamara because of the fact that Kamara is used as such an all-over-the-place type of weapon. So, yeah, Murray could actually be a very good fit, especially because you never know with Kamara. Yep, and I, uh, yep, there goes one of them. Henry Ruggs goes, which means that I, yeah. I would be very surprised if he went um, uh, Tariq Cohen. Yeah, what do you think of Tariq Cohen? I, I don't hate the pick, but I never want to draft him. Yeah, he's he's a he's a weird pick. He's not the starter, um, but obviously this is a guy that we've touched on this before. Like he could easily go forty for one mm-hmm. game. And best ball, Tariq Cohen is a great pick. In yes, one hundred percent. Very risky with him. All right, so thirty seconds. Um, I kind of want to go receiver. I'm trying to find a receiver that doesn't have a big, big boom. I, I like Marvin Jones, man. I just don't really trust Detroit is what I'm looking at here, but I do think yeah. um, that he is the best receiving option. So let's just play it safe, get some points. I, it's, it's, it's not a sexy pick, but it's a good pick. Right. Uh, I'm looking at my running backs. I'm a little, uh, I'm not crazy. About <laughs> I was going to say, you got an uh, injury guy, a guy with a really good backup and then a guy in a committee. <laughs> you know? So it's it's really it's really kind of iffy on this one. Uh, I don't like the options that I have available for me. So I'm going to, I guess, I'm going to look at the quarterback situation and I'm going to go for a guy that I think is going to have a bounce back here because he's healthy. Give me Matt Stafford. That is a walking four thousand yards. That's how I say about Matt Stafford. Yep. The first defense and goes wow. In the fifth round, too. Yep. So I think that's a good value. The San Francisco 49ers, who I honestly thought about at my pick, but I just didn't because they lost some pieces, whatever it is. I think Boyd was going to take them. Because uh, the amount – oh, no, but he goes Jamison Crowder for the Jets, which I like a lot, actually. 
Yeah, I, I can get with that. Oh, Dre takes the former Pittsburgh Pirates pitcher, Hayden Hurst, who is now in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> I, dude, I could see him putting up some really good numbers this year, giving him that he's the number one tight end in Atlanta, and Hooper put up some really good numbers in that offense with Ridley and Julio. Oh, I could see and Dre takes really the Pittsburgh year. Steelers defense. That I think Boyd was going to do. Um, mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I do believe that Hayden Hurst has a really, really positive opportunity. It just um, – I don't know if you can convince me right now that he is the man to step in there and be a tight end one. Uh, so, you know, obviously only time will tell, so we'll see. Big Ben Roethlisberger goes, and you are on the clock, Gregory. I am on the clock. Uh, kind of going through my options right now. Uh, nothing really too crazy that is jumping out at me. Uh, I'm going to take a flyer on a guy that I feel like could get some looks this year. Uh, give me Zach Moss. Oh, you think so in Buffalo? Yeah, I, I could see them maybe kind of changing up the the running back every now and then with him. I'm not expecting Zach Moss to start right away, obviously, because, I mean, obviously Singletary is going to be the guy that is the number one there. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they – I wouldn't be surprised if they use him a little bit. Interesting. I don't hate that. Um, so right now I'm just looking for guys with upside later on in the season. There's a couple handcuffs here that I like, but I don't believe that Moorhead is going to take Chase Edmonds, who I won at the 12-2, because if I can walk out of here with mm-hmm. Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake, I feel pretty good. So I'm going to go with one Michael Pittman Jr. out of USC. Good pick. I like that. So get me some upside-type guys at receiver that have uh, at least a little bit of down. And then Moorhead is up now. Um, outside of Dre – Boyd and Moorhead, if you can see the teams. Whose team do you like the most? Outside of outside of Just what? away um, from us. Out of Boyd, Boyd Dre. Dre, and Moorhead. Whose team do you like the most? Mm. Man, it's weird. They got, there's a lot of teams that just have a bunch of running backs for like no reason. See, Moorhead's team looks um, like a team I would give me draft. The, give me... Yeah. The team right before... Um, the team right before Boyd with Russell Wilson at quarterback and Devontae Adams, Adam Beckham Jr., AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, OBJ, AJ Brown. I mean, that that's a good. It is. Team. I will I like say that. though, their starting yeah. running back is Keyshawn Vaughn. Their is three it? running backs are Miles Sanders, Keyshawn Vaughn, and Alexander Madison. Oh, okay, yeah. That's really <laughs> so Moorhead takes right, a guy I, I was looking back. at as well in Golden Tate. Just a reception monster. I do still believe in him in that wide receivers. I don't know who's going to be the number one. I, I would put my money on Sterling Shepard, but Darius Slayton is a name that was very high with Jones last year. Um, I actually like yeah. the Giants offense a lot. Yeah, I, the Giants offense is very intriguing. I don't trust the O-line whatsoever to protect to protect uh, Danny Dimes whatsoever, but I think they have a lot of skills, skill sets and weapons to work with to maybe do some good things. All right, so Moorhead uh, takes Golden Tate and then the New England Patriots defense. So I'm going to grab my handcuff, Chase Edmonds, nice, walk nice. out of here with a decent bench that I uh, don't really have to worry about and just kind of sit and wait because I trust my starters. So you're up now, though, Greg. Yeah, so my last two picks are going to be kicker and defense just to fill my roster. So I'm going to go for – a guy that I'm going to go for guys that I think have potential. And I'm going to go for a guy that I feel like is going to get a lot of looks this year. Give me Denzel Mims. With the yeah, I like it. Uh, it. It's an upside pick. That's the nice part about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, my last two picks were definitely upside. So, I mean, now I'm in just – And Boyd follows defense, soon so. and gets Jalen Rager. And then Tony Pollard, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones both get drafted. 
which I think is Preston good. Preston Williams in the 12th is a good pick, too. Yeah, and Dre takes Justin Jackson, who is a great pick in the 12th, I think, as well. Um, Justin Tucker goes off the board to the number one overall selection team. God damn That man. was my kicker. Uh, U. Smith. Dre <laughs> takes U. Smith. I like the kid a lot. I was very high on him when he came out. I thought he had to go to a good system. was with Delaney Walker. He just hasn't taken the reins the way I expected yeah. Yeah, I can definitely go with that. I think their offense is very confusing from the get-go, even to try to understand. Like, one week it's just going to be all Derrick Henry, but then another week, like, you could see A.J. Brown just go yep. off. I don't know where. So, so Harrison, it's awesome. uh, the Chargers, Minnesota Vikings, Harrison Butker, Will Lutz, Kansas City Chiefs, Greg Zerlane, and Zane Gonzalez all go. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going defense, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. They're no longer the laser boom, but – I think they're still going to produce turnover. Clearly the message that they I never understand right now, especially because there was a time where it made sense, but I do not understand mm-hmm. why they are so low on this list. Give me the new Orleans saints defense. I think it's because they still kind of get themselves trapped in shootouts for some reason, which granted, which granted their defenses improved drastically over mm-hmm. the years. Like Mickey Loomis, great job rebuilding that defense and all that but especially in the south against teams like the bucks and the falcons and all that they still find them they still find a way to kind of get themselves into shootouts and i think that's the reason that people don't necessarily trust them yeah i agree with you there uh more heads up now i'm assuming he'll just mail it in and go somebody and then kicker so we'll see robbie gold good old robbie gold uh-huh and then, yeah, he already took his defense and kicker, so this is going to be a deep reach, I'm guessing, for this last one. Let's see if I can call it. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Joe Burrow, not Lazard. I say Anthony What's that? I say McFarland. Anthony Miller is an interesting one there. Tyro Williams is mm-hmm. still there. Anthony McFarland, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yeah. He knew he was knew going it. for it. Yep, I knew it right away. All right, so I do need a kicker and i'm gonna take the greatest kicker in the history of the sport young hoku <laughs> uh i'm going to take my kicker and i'm going with another guy you could argue is one of the greatest in the sport mason Crosby. so in all seriousness i i'm actually targeting jake elliott from philly i believe that that philadelphia offense is going to get the ball on the field and not be able to score for some weird reason uh, so I didn't realize that Greg's leg plays for Dallas now, yes. which is weird because they still have Kai, I think they Wait, still have Kai Ford. Yeah, they do. They so have Kai Ford right horse. there. His uh, projected points yeah, so, is 24. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Burrow goes. Jake Elliott, yeah, see, Jake Elliott goes to Boyd. Uh, I, I like the kid. I think he's awesome. And then Kai Forbath. Dre took the back of Dallas Cowboys kicker. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, God. Well, I'm leaving this up. Uh so, Greg, your team shows up at quarterback, Matthew Stafford, starting running backs, Nick Chubb and James Conner, starting wide receivers, DeAndre Hopkins and Adam Thielen, and the flex would be Stephon Diggs. And then you have Cam Akers, uh, starting tight end Hunter Henry, Julian Edelman, CeeDee Lamb, uh, Zach Moss, Denzel Mims, the Seahawks defense, and Mason Crosby. I love my receiver depth. I hate my running back depth. And that's usually <laughs> what happens in fantasy drafts. I always one, I always love one position over the other, so that's just kind of what happens. Um, if Chubb and Connor can have 
sure I'm, I'm okay with it, but yeah, that's just going to be the area that's going to be How do I use it for a block? Oh, since the, you just, what do you mean? All right, so I took uh, quarterback Aaron Rodgers in the eighth. Wide receivers are Julio Jones, Cooper Cup. Running backs, Kenyon Drake, Melvin Gordon. Uh, Flex would be A.J. Green in this scenario, Zach Ertz, and then Marlon Mack, Latavius Murray, Marvin Jones Jr., Michael Pittman Jr., Chase Edmonds, New Orleans Saints, and Young Goku. This is a team that I would draft. It, it, it has the proper amount of upside. Julio Jones and Cooper Cup could both blow up but also get zero. Uh, but a little bit of security in guys like Marvin Jones and Latavius Murray, so – uh we'll see what it is but i know i'm not mad i'm happy we'll we'll post these teams to social media and make sure that we get a voting to see who the best one is but that was fun we'll be doing more of these in the future for sure yeah boy taking two quarterbacks really kind of <laughs> but yeah i like i like this this is fun yeah it was good and uh yeah boyd took uh lamar jackson and tom brady so we'll get those all printed up and everything but uh greg i'm cool to end on that note if you are my friend I'm cool to end it on this note as well. Happy draft. Happy draft. We'll see you guys Thursday where we are interviewing Ryan Smith from the ACL Cornhole League, um, which is not ACL Cornhole League. That's just the name of it all. But I'm super excited for this interview. It's going to be amazing. Um, The guy's very cool so far. I I look forward to it. So get your questions ready, Greg. Yeah. I'm expecting Josh to just have a notepad. He better. One of my questions is how how do I instantly improve Josh's Cornhole game? (laughs) <laughs> I like it. All right, guys. Make sure you check us out on all your favorite podcast episode networks as well as Thursday Live on Facebook from 6 to 7, 7.30-ish. Uh, we will catch you guys next time. Hey, no, 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 no.